and welcome back to the summer season. Oh, I'm so excited to kick this off and to get the summer season going. I know it's been a bit since I've talked to y'all, but don't think I haven't been thinking about you guys. Um, yeah, I've just been really busy with work and uh, really recovering from my leg surgery, which I had mentioned in Tess Matag's podcast. It took a lot out of me. And so I was trying to work on making sure I was my best self so that I could give my best energy to these ladies that when I interview them, that I can really be focused on that. And it's been um, fun to get restarted again. I am so excited for the summer season. And we have a huge person to kick this off. In fact, it's a whole family. And I love this episode. You're going to love it too. We have Kate Burns, Kendall and Kennedy Burns and from Oxford, Iowa with us this week. Now, when I wanted to talk to Kate, I think it started like maybe, she's been on my list for over a year. And I was just like, okay, I gotta just ask her and get it in the schedule. But then I had gone to an Angus Field Day and saw Kendall show. I just knew I needed to have her on the podcast as well as Kennedy. They're an intense uh, young family. They raise Angus cattle but they really understand what the stock show world is all about. And I love our conversations. You'll hear us floating between the girls and Kate. And Kate grew up on a farm, but not really active, I don't think, in the junior scene. She uh, she did show, though, um, and had great success in her, you know, like um, later years. And then Mary Jo Burns, they raise Angus cattle. They have Burns Angus. Just had a huge win at national, uh, junior nationals this year with their Angus steer that they raised and had sold at one. And so congratulations to them. But what Kate, how Kate came into my life was her name kept coming up um, with a friend of mine, Travis Allen, who kept telling me if I could just grow hair like Kate Burns. And I thought to myself, what is Kate Burns doing that I have to figure out? Well, she's a cosmetologist by trade, and so she takes her trade and she applies it to the barn but I love how she takes it one step further and she uh, you know talks about goal setting and how she can break it down and I love how she talks about family and how important it is this community that she's a part of and just how important it is that the girls feel that and they really understand it you're gonna love listening to the the intimate conversation with the girls giving away their giggles and their special fun that they have all summer long and their passion for dogs. Oh my gosh, we got to hold puppies too while we were there. I can't wait for you guys to um, come along with me. This season we're going to call The Legacy. And in my mind, it can be anything from somebody who's been in the business for a long time or somebody who's just getting started And hopefully you'll feel that link when we start to talk to these guests this summer about what does it mean to leave a legacy? What do you want that to look like? The summer has been flying by. I hope you've been enjoying it as much as I have. I've been to county fairs. I've been to regional shows. I have been talking to people. I've been having a lot of fun. And that is really what it's all about. Can't wait to hear your guys' feedback. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this awesome episode with Kate. Kendall and Kennedy Burns from Oxford, Iowa. Let's get started. Welcome everybody. Joan Garner. I'm your host for Ladies in the Lead. And today I'm in the Burn household in Oxford. Is it? It's really Oxford, right? Cosgrove, Oxford. Cos- yeah. Okay, Cosgrove, Oxford. And I'm with Miss Kate, Kendall, and Kennedy from the, all three of them have been so kind to stay with me today. And we're going to uh, just talk a little bit about your passion for uh, showing cattle. How's that? And dogs, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Do you guys raise corgis? Only corgis? Yeah. Or what do you raise? Yeah, we raise corgis. And fluffies. And what? Fluffies. What are fluffies? Fluffy corgis. Fluffy corgis? What are fluffy corgis? They're like really fluffy. Is that like a different, like, corgi? It's a long, long hair coat um, oh. corgi. They kind of look mixture between, like, an Australian shepherd and, like, I would say they look like an Australian shepherd coat-like. Yeah. 
But they're the same size as Corgi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to. I have to be honest. Like I have a golden retriever, which is the cutest dog in the whole world. But mm -hmm. a Corgi is pretty darn cute. They don't jump up on you like they're little, and they got these little bodies and these little tails. What do you like best about them? When they're little, they'll just snuggle right up on top of you. Aww. Yeah. Once, like you hold them, and like some of them, like the boys, they're like really like they love to play. But the girls, whenever like I hold like. Like, there's this one, we named her Sparky, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> whenever I would hold her, she would curl up and she would just go. Aww. She'd just fall asleep right away. So, do you, how many litters do you guys have a year? Oh, it just kind of depends um, heat cycles, when yeah. when we're going to be home and kind of judging their heat cycles and yeah. pregnancies based on that. Has it always been a passion of yours? Yeah, yeah. actually, since Joe and I like, started dating, <laughs> we always wanted to breed dogs. We weren't in a right position when we first started, and so... Yeah, it's fun that we have our own place and have a better setup and facility that we can do it. Do that, yeah. yeah. What's your kennel called? Um, we call it just Burns Corgis. Burns Corgis. Yeah, they, they can find you on Facebook shit. if yeah. you're like looking forward or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have puppies now? We do. Yes. Oh, after this, I'm going to go see the puppies if they can be yeah. seen. How old are they? Uh, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Oh, yeah. they're perfect little potatoes. Yes, they you look like little. just in time because if you waited another week, they wouldn't have been here. <gasps> They'd all be gone. Well, yeah. next week we're going to be in Junior Nationals. So, so yes, are yeah. you taking some to Junior Nationals for people? Uh, they're might. deciding on that yet. <laughs> it's kind of hard to take. Like you see a lot of puppies at Junior at cattle shows. Oh, I'm always yeah. like, how do you manage that? I like, know we've done it before, but it was with like I. We were at had, our county fair though. That was not far yeah, away. Yeah, and I we had like a like setup. Yeah, that's good. So you already have them also. Are they all golden, or do they have some black ones, or? We do a lot of the mix with the Merle pattern yeah. colors, and so that's they're called technically American Corgis instead of like Pembroke, which is probably what you're yeah. more so relating to. Um, cool. So yeah, they have really cool color colors. and That's awesome. Adds awesome. variety. That adds variety. Adds some fun to the place. Besides dogs and cattle, what else lives on this farm? Donkeys. Donkeys. Donkeys? <laughs> How many donkeys do you have now? Uh... We, I don't know. We sell them so Wait, so do you raise them from, um, no, you buy them and then we break them? We buy them. them or kind of I don't know if you can break them. a donkey, yep. but you train them. Yeah. We have this one donkey. Her name's Stormy. Oh, my gosh. And she's been around since, since my dad was a baby. We had a donkey growing up. What, I mean, this was a long time ago, so I'm a lot older than you guys. And our donkey's name was Hawkeye. He had the tallest ears. He was a big, not a miniature one, but a big one. And we would use him to break calves, which yeah. is what you guys sell for it too. And then we would also put him on a cart. Have you ever seen those? Like, and then you would take him in the yes. parades and like yeah. for homecoming. Do you oh have one God. that you can put on my, a cart? My oh. mom has. Oh, probably not. I my, so. me, my mom's dad has one. They can go on a cart? Yeah, I grew up with like horses and so yeah. my family did that. Oh my yeah. gosh, we had. So this donkey, of course, you know, donkeys have a mind of their own, right? Oh, and yeah. This thing would yeah. just take off sometimes, and you couldn't stop it. Oh, we had goats that, we got goats, and they went on, they just they took off and were running down the island. They were on the interstate. <laughs> IWV, basically. <laughs> it was oh, that's funny. so funny. I, you know, uh, I always ask during podcasts, like, if you could show something else besides what you guys predominantly show, which is cattle. Yes, I'm showing pigs. pigs next year. Pigs. pigs and goats. Pigs and goats? Is that what you're thinking? Pigs but and goats. not wild goats. Okay. <laughs> no, so, but this year goats. you just have cattle, right? Yeah, yeah. this year. Are you in 4-H, Kendall? This year I am. First year? Yeah, first year. And what's the name of your 4-H club? Cosgrove Hustlers. Yeah. Cosgrove Hustlers. And you show in what county? Johnson. Johnson County. So fair's coming up in mid-July? Yep. Yeah. So you'll get back from Junior Nationals, have a little bit of a break, and then right back to fair. Are you doing, do you do Clover Kids? Um, no. No. Do you have Clover Kids in your county? It's pretty, like, minimal, I yeah. would say, for our county. Our county's just kind of getting it going, too, mm -hmm. but it's kind of has, like, pet show and, yeah. you know, not, like, you know, or a bucket it, bottle calf you can bring. It yeah. really doesn't have, like, Brenda. Yeah, no, Brenda it doesn't have Brenda. Brenda's name for heifer. We, we had a little pre-recording and we found out the name of the girls is heifer. Brenda's the name of Kennedy's heifer. So for all those Brenda's who are listening out there, 
It's not about a human, <laughs> which is good. All right, I'm going to ask your mom a few questions first, okay? okay. We're going to find okay. out what you guys know about your mom. But I'm going to ask her, okay? Okay. All right, so I always like to find out people's journey and how they get to where we're at. So tell me a little bit about where you grew up. Um, so I grew up not very far from here, just north of town, maybe like five or seven miles. Um, I grew up on a farm, but I was mostly involved with sports. What's your maiden name? Cochran is my maiden name. Cochran, okay. And so... I grew up in the agriculture industry, just wasn't heavily involved. Yeah. I just took the sports route. Yeah. What did you do for sports? Um, I played softball was my primary. Yep. I also played basketball. Cool. And you went to Clerk Gamana? Yep. And what did your parents do? Um, my parents, my dad owns the local sale barn. Oh, um, I, I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. And well, so, you really grew up in the egg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, not just growing up on the farm. You really no, grew up in the egg industry. I definitely grew up around it. Um, and then my mom did daycare growing up. When I was... Oh, my gosh. You guys were busy. Yeah. There was always somebody around the place, huh? It was nice to have that. Is the sale barn... Was it mainly, like, cattle-focused, hog-focused? What was it? Um, many, many, many years ago, there was... They did a lot of horses also, but yes, Mm -hmm. mainly cattle-focused. For those who are listening out of state, you guys live um, right off the interstate, off about four or five miles south, or three miles, maybe. And I would say, like, from Iowa City back, what, 20 miles... So, would you call yourself Central Iowa or East East Central Iowa? I would call ourselves like Eastern Iowa. Eastern Iowa. East. Yeah. I had people from California reach out to me and be like, can you describe where Iowa towns are? And I'm yeah. like, okay, because people don't, I mean, I don't know where everything is in California. So, yeah. So, right in the middle, it's right in the heart of the state, I always yeah. call it. Yeah. It's my country. Yeah. They always say, you know, like you live, like 75% of people live within 20 miles of where they grew up. And I'm like, well, you didn't move too far. No, I live the farthest from home that I ever have right now. <laughs> Which is <laughs> like seven miles, yeah. Seven miles. All right, so you went to Clear Creek Amanda? Yep. Yeah, and graduated there. And then you went to cosmetology school, right? Yeah, I went to the Salon Professional Academy in Iowa City. Uh, and now have your own salon? Yes, I do. I have my own salon studio. Where's it at? Um, it's in North Liberty, which is about 20 minutes from here also. Just a little bit north of Iowa City. Yeah. It was so funny we have a mutual friend in that, um, Stephanie. Stephanie! Yes! <laughs> and I was with her one day, and she was like, I'm going to go see Kate um, at the, the studio. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Your mom knows so many people. I yeah. know. I know. It's like it's such a small world. That's good. Have you always been passionate about that? Yeah. I would say when I was in high school, I started like CNA training um and I quickly discovered that that just wasn't for me and I knew that I wanted to like service people just didn't know where yeah um and so I always liked doing hair doing my own makeup and so then it was just suggested me well why didn't you go do that yeah so then I kind of just took that route and that's what led me to where I am yeah that's I think it's so cool I I was prepping for this and I was thinking about that and some of the part of the industry that we're in, you know, in the stock show side is so much about how we look, right? And like how we present ourselves and so much controversy in the last 20 years has for especially young ladies and women has been a little bit about sometimes um, it's the comment is that we won because we look a certain way or that we haven't put in the effort. And I'm so glad that that's not the case. Like that is changing. That conversation is changing. For sure. And I, I mean, do you see that too? Like, do you see that, that, I, I guess that stereotype is leaving us and we're moving on to just embracing who we are, embracing style, embracing, you know, what we're really passionate about. Yeah, I think it's just mostly about embracing what makes you feel the best version of yourself. Yeah. Um, And that's really what I love about my job is I'm not making you into somebody new. I'm just helping enhance features for you. And I think that that's the best. I know. Don't you think your mom's pretty? Yes. She's so pretty. I know. Um, I think being pretty and embracing just what you said is so important. We talk a lot about uh, confidence in our youth or in our young girls are and you can see the difference yeah right and what you do as a profession Mm -hmm. I mean just gives people that little profession that little extra edge in their in their confidence I think it's one of the best things that you can do and I think it's becoming more common now um it's just like telling someone like I love the way your shirt looks on you or your hair looks awesome or yeah giving compliments and helping build each other up is one of the biggest things that we can do and I think it starts by showing our kids that you can have friends and you can tell them, oh, I really like that mm-hmm. on you instead of 
trying to drag them down or, you know, judge them differently because they have something that you like that maybe you don't have or, Mm -hmm. you know, they look a certain way, but it doesn't mean that you can't make them feel good about themselves. That's so, that's so powerful. Did you guys hear that? That's like, so that's good stuff. Your mom is so smart. Yeah. Cause there's a culture where we tear each other down and there's a culture where we lift each other up. And if we can, I, I'm, I'm with you too. I'm one of the first people like, I love that necklace or that shirt or that's, you know, cute on you or it's not. So yeah, a long time ago, I would say probably, I would, I bet 10 years ago. Do you know Travis Allen? Yeah. Yes. He says to me, he was, we we partnered together a lot on steers and stuff. And he was telling me, um, he goes, if I could have Kate Burns come to my barn and grow all the hair in my cattle. <laughs> like your mom is real famous about this. Come and grow hair on, she knows how to grow hair on heifers and steers or whatever. Do you think you know how to grow hair? You I have mean, a reputation. I mean, I try. Yeah. Which you're, well, I'm not giving away all the trade secrets, but we're like... Did you find a passion for that, like, that tied across from cosmetology into the cattle? Yeah, I think so. I was able to, you know, learn skills and how to make my hair, my other people's hair look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then kind of putting that into the cattle world and, you know, the repetition and the the motions just kind yeah. of all flow together. <laughs> I thought that was just so interesting because I didn't really know you then, you know, and I knew of you, but I didn't really know you, you know. And I was thinking today, that memory came to my mind, and I was like, Travis, this is so good. This is like, I could tie this all together, which is really good. How did you and Joe meet? Um, we met after, or I was still in high school, and he was out of high school, and I don't know, we just kind of we met. We were high school sweethearts. Yes. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So then we just kind of started, and that's kind of how I became, you know, into the show world was Through. just from him. And Burns Angus, if you're not familiar, is... Um, how many head do you guys have? We were around 150 or 180 um, cows. Are they all purebred Angus? They are purebred Angus. Yeah. And you have a production sale, what, twice a year? Yeah, we do um, a heifer sale in the fall, and then we recently started to do a bull sale in the spring. Yeah. I got, um, I was, you partnered with somebody. I was trying to think, I can't think of the name. Yeah, we, we part- partnered with the Hirschberger family, Hickory Hollow Farms. Yeah. They're from Walman, Iowa. Was that your first year doing that? That was our first year. Yeah, and you had it up at Kirkwood, right? Um, no, we actually had it at the Hirschberger Farm, okay. um, Hickory Hollow Farms down in Kelowna. Um, they have a beautiful facility yeah. and welcomed us. That's so nice. It's so nice to partner with different people. Do you guys have fun at the sale? Yes. Yes. It, I saw some pictures online. It looked really nice. Yeah, they've become really good friends of ours, and it's fun to share passion and yeah. like, like goals with other people. It is. It's really fun. When you guys show... How many head do you usually take on the road when you go? Uh, it depends, kind of, like, no more than four. No more than four? Uh, well, Four's plenty. sometimes if we bring, like, the Hirschbergers with us, we might have a few more head than we normally do, but sometimes if it's just me and Kennedy, we'll have, like, three or four. Three or four each, or total? No, total. Total, okay. I like to keep it minimal. Yeah. That's still well, tough. Can, so you have... kids are still young. Oh, yeah. So, um, do you each have two? You have I, one. I, I have, have two. She has one. Okay, so you have three in the barn now. Yep. What's your day look like when you guys go out and do hair? What's morning look like? Uh, Up well, at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> no. Uh, what? Like five forty. Five forty ish. Because mom's got to be at work. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So we, and then and we just. Are you out there daily with them? Yeah. 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 It, they're too little. I mean, it's hard to get it all done. Yep. So you rinse in. Washing? Yeah, yeah. we wash washing. every single day, and we wash sometimes at night, mostly we wash, every day. At night. We wash my cow only at night mm-hmm. to get her hair working. Yeah, do you guys exercise every day too? Uh, yeah, they basically exercise themselves because they have like a huge runs. run, and like then yeah. they'll just like. So every day we're out there in the barn, huh? Five forty, yeah, done by that. noon. No, oh. way. some days it feels like it. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being in the barn each day, Kendall? Um, well, sometimes when it's hot, like, I like, like, getting in the cooler and just feeling how much colder it is. What, yeah, well, how cold is it in the cooler? Because we had a cooler. Uh, we used to keep it at 60, but what do you keep yours at? 
58. It depends on what no, it No, that's the high in there, but normally it runs at like 52 or 51. So you're wearing a sweatshirt to the cooler, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I usually dress pretty warm. It's kind of fun, though. I always said to go... I love the daily work of going to the barn and working on the yeah. cats and stuff. And then when it's air conditioned, it's even better. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then yeah. I love work like if they're wet and then like you get a brush in the cooler that is my favorite part that's your favorite part my favorite part is once i'm done washing brenda i gotta go have eggs eggs do you have chickens nope. no oh i thought you were gonna tell me your guys have chickens too. our our grandma she likes her eggs yeah. oh that's good tell me this tell me what do you like the best about the industry that you joined into because you kind of joined in late. Like, you didn't have that junior experience. I think that I like the most is, like, the relationships that I've built with people. It's I truly think that it's unlike any other um, relationships that I've built from other industries and other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was openly welcomed with open arms. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the people that we're surrounded with we have like goals and like mm-hmm. interests and I think at the end of the day that we all want the best for the kids mm-hmm. um, so I would say that that's good that's a good answer you know I think um, people when they look at the industry from the outside in sometimes it can seem a little intimidating there's a lot going on right like yeah. we got big animals and a lot of equipment and truck and trailer and we're trying to do all these things but boy it is nice to have welcomed arms and to have you know a friend in the aisle maybe yeah. is when you get there or even in even when your goats are on the interstate it's kind of nice to have some friends you can call to help you round them up huh i even think that you know it's not a you know we're not part of a team like there isn't a group of us showing together at one time competing wise but i just think that the people that we're surrounded with in the barns like the, they want the best for my kids too and whether it means like them standing ringside and being like, hey, get your heifer's head up, or, you know, things like that. That really made a difference to me when I first, or when our kids first started showing us. It was like, okay, we're competing with these other people, but they're also, like, cheering my kid on, too. And I don't know that growing up doing sports, I don't know that I necessarily felt that, and maybe it was just the dynamics that I was in, but I truly do feel like the people that are standing room, like they do want what's best for my kid too. Yeah. And at the end of the day, That's it's good. for the kids. You know, you and Joe, I mean, Burns Angus has a very strong presence. I mean, from Joe's parents all the way down, he goes, how do you guys manage a partnership in that? Because it would be easy for Joe just to step forward and say, you know, I'm Burns Angus, but because you guys have been together for so long, you know, how do you partner your responsibilities, his responsibilities? How does that look for you guys? I think at the end of the day that we know um, his dad just retired a few years ago, but up even before that, at the end of the day, we just knew one person couldn't do it themselves. Yeah. We have a lot of things going on here, a lot of different directions, and we know that we need all hands on deck to get those things done. So, you know, a lot of nights it's conquer and divide, and you're going to go do this, and I'm going to go do that, and you know his dad's doing this and we all have to mm-hmm. you know put our efforts in and put our hands together and meet together at the end of the night and feel like we did something together and accomplished what we needed yeah. to do that's great i love that you guys play sports I only basketball. basketball only basketball do you have basketball camp coming up well we do it every other day in the summer oh wow Three days a week yeah. that's nice huh who's are you both right-handed or left-handed I'm right, she's left. Oh, that's a girl well, off my mark I'm there. I'm actually like both. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool because um, some people say you can't do sports and cattle. Yeah, that's not true. That's, that's not true, is it? Some people say you can't do baseball or softball and cattle in the summertime. Do you think you could? Yeah, we don't really do softball, though. Yeah. My friend does softball. It's still kind of fun to watch, though, isn't it? It's yeah. hard. I mean, I know if you were competitive in sports, you know how dedicated it yeah. takes to be an athlete. And that same dedication goes to the farm as yes. well. I mean, it's into your animals. I'm always amazed when I have these conversations about the amount of the amount of time and dedication that each person gives. Like you said, it takes a collective group. All four yeah. of you are working at it, right? There's nights maybe you want to go see a friend and mom's letting the heifers out or rinsing that day. How many hours a day do you think are we giving to the barn? Uh, I mean, 15. I feel like in the morning we're... 
like Joe and I are usually in the barn by five and then the kids come out once we get everything in. Um, so, you know, there's probably at least three hours in the morning and three hours in the evening. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, all during the day as you're picking poop and all those <laughs> little things. That there is nothing better than picking poop. Yeah. No. Right? Oh, yeah. I always said a good shovel and a barn goes a long ways in raising children. That's yep. a long ways to go. We used to have to scoop out, oh, so much, so much. We grew up on a farm with hogs. And so we used to farrow it. So we used to scoop out a lot of hog manure. So, but builds character. Yes, it does. What's your guys' favorite show you've ever showed at? Uh, probably, well, Junior Nationals are always my favorite because there's a lot of, like, New people you get to meet, and there's always lots of fun activities. So, Junior Nationals this year for Angus is where? In Grand Island, Nebraska. Oh, so you're only like five hours away this time. Six hours. Six hours. That'll be good. Very fun. And I love it when you go to uh, Junior Nationals, how you get stalled next to different states, you know, and sometimes it mixes it up. Mm -hmm. And Iowa will have a big delega delegation, I'm sure. Yeah. Who have you been stalled by before? Have you met a new friend from a state someplace else? Well... Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Probably, well, we'll have to check it out this year. One year we were by Oregon. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. And they come all the way through the mountains and get all the way over here to or from Oregon. That's really cool. Well, yeah, we were. We were stalled by someone from, like, Ohio or something like mm -hmm. that in Florida. But they were right across from us. Yeah. Why yeah. is Junior Nationals so fun? Well, there's always so many different things you get to do, and you get to see all the different cattle and... And the show ring is so big, and just so many different things. It is. You know, I talk to a lot of people, and they'll say, I'll say, what's one show you have to go to? And everybody says, a Junior Nationals. So go to a Junior Nationals. And I, I have to agree. Have you guys been to Louisville yet? No. no. Well, when we were babies. Babies, that yeah. doesn't count. That doesn't count. You have to remember it. Like, yeah. The other show everybody says is Louisville. You have to go down there, and so I'm sure you'll get there someday soon. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to Denver really bad. I do too. Every I love time. Denver. You guys yeah, can take bulls out there, or heifers. Or we used to go out to Denver every year, and then after the pandemic or during the pandemic, everything had to pause for a little bit. And yeah, so we hope to maybe get back out there this year. Yeah. Do you split and go to Oklahoma? Sometime? We haven't been to Oklahoma. Yes, we yeah. have. Well, the cattlemen's. It's yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I should. You have been to Oklahoma. I'm just saying the cattle. There's a cattlemen's show that replaced Denver. That split. So your mom and I knew what I was talking about. I'm sorry. I did not mean to. Yeah, say it like that. So I know you've probably been to Oklahoma for Junior Nationals to show. Yeah, Minnie yeah. Herford Junior. Minnie yes. Herford Junior. You started showing Minnie Herfords, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. In yeah. my room, I have a big banner of one of them. Good for you. Do you think everybody should show a Minnie Herf? Yes. When they start, I recommend that you should show mini herbs. Yeah. What'd you learn from showing your mini herbs? Because some can be nice, some can be a little aggressive. Well, we had one that was kind of aggressive, but she was just. Yeah. What did you learn? From what'd you learn? What'd you learn from that? Because well, people look at it and they go like your corgis. They look yeah. at it and they go, "Oh, they're cute and small and fluffy," and they don't think that they have any. Like, there's a corgi dog that probably bit somebody someplace. Just like you know, I mean. We were getting ready to go to Florida, and there was a dog fight, and I tried to stop okay. it, and I got bit. <laughs> Don't, okay, lesson number one, podcast listeners, do not stick your hand in the middle of a dog fight. You will get bit. All right, what did you like about showing your mini herf? Well, they were just small. Yeah. They are cute and cuddly. Like, yeah. when they're calm, they're And then when I'm little, I'm so much smaller than them, and... Yeah. I know. And when you were little, if you needed to switch sides to brush, you could walk right under their neck. <laughs> That's what I used to always do. You don't have many herfs though now, do you? No. No. Get, grew no. up too tall. You're too tall now. Yeah. I um I have to say, Kennedy, I haven't seen you show, but I have seen you show, Kendall, um, at Angus Field Days and the such. Um, You're pretty intense when you show. Yeah. Where do you get that intensity from? I don't know. Probably dead. So tell me this, like, when you're ready to go in the ring... And you're about three steps away from the edge of the ring. What are you thinking? Just try my best. And, like, I always, like, take a deep breath because with my little one, like, you never know how she's going to act. Your fall one? Yeah, yeah, you never know how she's going to act. So I just, like, if she's, like, not, like, acting right, like, I just, like, always try and stay calm and just work with her. Yeah. How do you work with her? Like, how do you keep her calm? Well, if 
So I kind of like to think of it as if I'm going to stay calm, she's going to stay calm. Kendall, Kendall, that's really good. Like, that's a really big life lesson. Is I mean, because so many times as parents or as adults, if we just stay calm, you stay calm. That's good. Mm -hmm. But I have seen you show, and once you get in there, you get... Um, I don't know if you if you get this intensity about you, which I, I love, and you you just like dialed in. Do you ever see your mom and dad on the side of the ring, or are you are you literally dialed in on that heifer? Well, sometimes uh, I've seen your yeah. mom a couple times walking on the side of the ring, helping out. Yeah, sometimes if it's not going well, she'll she'll just sit sit there and when I like if I know it's not going well and I look back at her, she'll have a face like <laughs> you need to. Start working again. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think she's got that face of, it's okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I know, like, ooh, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be that much trouble. Do you have goals for showmanship? Yes. So Always what's your goal for junior nationals? Well, well you, oh, you have to be nominated to get to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm not old enough. Yes. It's, it's a hard senior yeah. thing. Yeah, just mm -hmm. senior thing. So you were at the state show, right? Just a week mm -hmm. ago? Mm -hmm. Did you, you compete out there in showmanship? Mm -hmm. At the Angus Review? Yes, Angus I did. Yeah. How'd you get along there? I went reserve to Callie Jensen. She's pretty good. I've seen her. Yeah. She yeah. wins a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one to follow up yeah. with, Callie Absolutely. Jensen. Yes. I know. What's your tip? You are 10 years old, first year 4-H, mm -hmm. and you're out there really intense, really at an elite level, like a next level, not a first year show. Let's just go with that. What's your first tip? Like if your friend from school comes up and says, Kendall, I want to show your heifer. Tell me what to do. What would you say? Well, I don't have many friends that like show at my school, but like Olivia Allen, like we're good friends and like we always talk about showing. And She's pretty good too. I've yeah. seen her show. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I would like... Since she can, you know, sometimes she can be in her, she can be queenie sometimes. And um, sometimes, like, I would, like, if someone wanted to show her, I would just be like, just stay calm because you never know what's going to happen with her. And Does she like to bolt sometimes your heifer or what? Well, sometimes she's just, like. <laughs> Won't keep her head out. Sometimes yeah. she's just not. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't. Like, Do you guys work on showmanship daily? Yes. Yes, yeah. every single day. Every single day. Mm -hmm. Who's more perfectionist, you or Joe? Joe. Joey. <laughs> Your dad, he's more yeah. particular. Maybe both of us. Well, well, yeah. Daddy. Well, let's just be honest. Like, it is a big thing. Like, yeah. it is. You work that hard on your heifer. You work that much on the hair, the clip job, the fit job, yeah. the feed, everything. Yeah. And then when you're in the ring... It's we important. always tell our kids that that's the one thing that you can control in the ring is how hard you work and your showmanship skills. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that takes you kind of, it moves you to the front of the line. If you can present your heifer or your animal the best mm -hmm. um, to your it's ability yeah. that you've worked on it, um, then I think it does give you, at least gives you an extra look. Yeah, it gives you the extra look. That's absolutely right. Kennedy, do you have that intensity when you show? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I didn't say I didn't expect a no from that question. I expected you to say yes. Yes. I love. What's your favorite part? Setting the front feet or stepping into it, keeping the head up. What's your favorite um, part? I like touching her tail <laughs> with the stick. Getting yep. the stick to having to come down. Do you think people use their show stick too much or not enough? Uh, well, it kind of depends on like. Sometimes, like, if you're new to showing, like, you might not, like, no. use it too much. But, like, sometimes if you, like, you might do the you, like, you know, like, you've been showing for a very long time. And, like, sometimes you might, like, loin them when they don't need loined mm -hmm. or put their tail down when they don't need it down. I felt like I was at um, Beef Expo and I was watching showmanship and there was so much stick action. Yeah. Yeah. Tap, tail, tap, this, this. I was yeah. like... What are like when I grew up? It was get set, get get that stick put like underneath them, you know, like get it out of the way. And I don't know. Do you guys think there's a lot of stick action going on these days? Yeah, when our kids first started showing, they were three years old, and so <laughs> we pretty much had the heifers trained that they just walked into yeah. it, and the kids were there to hold the head up. But the one thing was, is like you do not touch the, <laughs> you 
their feet with that stick. I know. And so it was, it'd be funny that we'd get to a show and the next thing you know, like someone goes to touch a top and it's just cute they to see that their they were learning and seeing other kids doing it. Even right. though like at home, we were very strict, like just yeah. stop. Like just yeah, no. Tr- truly good showmanship. You don't need a stick at all. No. Like if you can get it set, if it's, your heifer is structurally sound and you can get it set, you can yeah. get it set, you know. It is a distracting tool that I think is overused. In yeah. The I was just like this at Expo. I'm like, what is going on? All these people are like yeah. sticking <laughs> everything. I'm like, yeah. Okay. But trends happen, you know, like. Sometimes it's to keep the person calm, I think, more than the heifer or the steer or whatever. Yeah. Have you guys ever shown the steer? I want to really. But you never have, right? No. Have you? We've, no. well, Kendall's like, dead gar steer. And then, well, what did I, what did I So we raised one. Oh, you guys sell steers in your fall sale. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I know. I want to show, I think it's a, I don't know. It's hard to raise them and whatever. sell them and then to show against each yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do that. Because you have bulls. That you're sh- you're selling and then have steers and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. tough to do that. We grew- we love to show steers. They get heifers can be a little moody sometimes. Sometimes and s- they can. And so, but you know, we didn't Especially have the facilities to keep out. everyone. So, anyways, that's good. We always talk a little bit about what it means to stock show. And so I asked this question to everybody because it's a fun answer for me. So if somebody came up to you and said, "Kate, you stock show," what does that mean? To me, stock show, I know other people said, like, oh, it's a way of life, but I feel like for us, it's the life we choose. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do many other things, and I just think that it is what we choose, and it takes a special person to be able to, like, devote their life and their passion and everything that they do around stock show. Yeah. It's it's a commitment. It's just a, it's a lifestyle, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Did you dream of this lifestyle when you were, like, in high school? Did you even think that this was, like, I mean, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? So it's hard to even envision it. I really had no idea that this was out there. I mean, I knew about showing and that sort of thing, but I didn't know the passion that people took on as an adult, passing on to their kids, passing on to their grandkids. And I, you know, it's a family tradition. It's a family event. And it's, you know, something that... It takes everybody, and mm-hmm. it's just truly amazing that now to see like myself in this, I can't picture my life any other way. Yeah, uh, we talk. I I've been wanting to call this season the legacy, because I think it's just an important thing to think about. I mean, you're young and you have a young family, and so project out in 25 years. Yeah. When you look back, what do you want your legacy to look like? I just hope our kids remember when they look back as to their childhood as they're hopefully raising their kids in this industry as well that you know they reflect back on the time that we spent together um the hours we spent in a truck driving and all those things I hope they just don't forget that we did that as a family as a team together and I hope that they can then pass that on to their Mm -hmm. kids and their kids and their kids yeah it that's such a that's such a joy about it yeah it's the little things right it's the snacks that you somebody forgot or it's the fun song in the truck on the way or it's maybe a wash rack fight or it's a i can't believe we have to do this one more time kind of thing and then it's the joys too yeah the wins the growth yep that one heifer that's always sunshine and rainbows and there's hard days and but it's It's the end of the day it's like You know, at the end of the show season, we're just, you know, it's like, wow, it's over. Or, you know. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, we, it's just, you earn for it. Do you love calving season? Are you a big part of that? Yeah. I mean, I love calving season. We, it's exhausting. It's February, January, February, March for you guys? Or are you doing fall borns mostly? We do both. Um, I would say most of our calving starts late January, early February. And then we calve like into... April is usually kind of our like dying off season, and then we ball calve as well. Some people love it, some people hate it. Some people are like, I like it. Do you like seeing all the new babies? Well, if you're raising yeah. puppies, you probably like raising baby cats. I love seeing the pairs when they're out. You know, it is exhausting. Absolutely, on those sunny winter days, and then the babies are just out getting their warmth They're in their so skin. And They're so cute. And then oh, on yeah. the days when it's a snowstorm and you're out there and you got to pull one or you yeah. have to do a C-section. Or I like pulling them. You like pulling them? We don't really want to pull any. We, we, really we just want them all to lay down and have, like, good yeah. babies, right? But Those Angus cows of yours are spectacular mamas, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Oh, always box. like in like I like going out there and like just seeing the calves, you know, just like play around and stuff. Just you guys run around and kick around. And how many replacements do you usually usually keep? Two or do you? We usually keep probably about twenty to thirty replacement heifers a year. Mm -hmm. And then you sell that many too, or more. Yeah, we usually sell about fifteen to twenty um, show heifers for the year, and then a handful of steers as yeah. well. High end. That's a lot. It I mean, think about that, like 120 to get, you know, 30 to 45 high quality. Yeah. Are you doing a lot of flushing, embryo transfers we or do donors? That. Yeah. We have a couple donors that we're going pretty good with right now. And I feel like we found a really good, you know, match. Honey, honey hole for them. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Tell me, what do you think is your edge? What's an edge? Exactly. What makes your mom really good at something? What do you think is the one thing that you're really good at? Good at? Fitting front legs. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I feel like my edge is in goal setting. Um, I think we set our goals like weekly, monthly. We have a vision for the end. Um, but I think that keeps the drive mm -hmm. um, that puts me to my next level. Like, it's awesome. That's a good one, too, because a lot of people, um, you know, everybody always talks about goals, right? That's how you work towards something. Like, we're going to have a goal to show this animal at State Fair. or And to, I hear you say it weekly, monthly, yearly. Not just a goal for this half or for the year, but to narrow it down like that. That's powerful, like, to be able to have that focus in and dial in. Yeah, we take Sundays a lot of time, and that's kind of when we look at, you know, what's in our barn, and we say, okay, well we need to try to make this happen this week or, you know, mm -hmm. this is what needs to work, be worked on. And, um, so it's just good to like have that focus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what keeps you going and that's what keeps you motivated mm -hmm. to go to the next week. And the summers can be long and mm -hmm. I mean, you can get tired, but though having small goals like that and being able to see the next step and the next step of where you need to be is what takes, mm -hmm. takes us further. Yeah. Give me, Kenny, do you have one goal in mind this week that you guys are working on? Yes. What is it? Um, pulling um right and like pull straight. Good. Show me your goal, Kenny. What's your goal this week? Well, um, so junior nat our junior nationals is coming up next week, and I just want to make like top five in my class. Mm hmm And if I can get farther than that, hopefully I do good. That's really good. That's good. It's good. and it's important that you guys can say it. Yeah. Sometimes we have goals and we write them up and like maybe put them on a whiteboard and then we walk away and we never look at them again. Yeah. And it's tr it's hard. Do you have that in your whole life? Like, is your business that way? Is your, you know, your health journey that way? Is your marriage? I mean, you kind of have these goals in your head. Have you yeah, always I mean, been goal oriented like that? I do feel like I have kind of been goal oriented like that. It, it's good to be able to see what you want long term in life, but to be able to break it down, um, you know, in a business month by month, quarterly. Um, you know, yeah. it's just going to be a little Sometimes it takes that next one inch step because we always say you, can climb, you can't climb a mountain other than one step at a time, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's such a good tip. I love that about that. Yeah, the, the edge on having that, to be able to naturally come to that. I don't, were you taught that or was it more natural for you? I don't know, I don't know where I came with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I you know, one of the best things about the podcast when you talk to people, and it's not a cocky thing, and it's not a thing. It's the confidence that that these that women in this are willing to say, "I recognize this in myself, and I own it," mm -hmm. because when somebody owns it, you just see it coming out of them, you know, yeah. like, and to own that, it just builds builds our whole world stronger. For I think, sure. yeah, it's just cool that way. I love that. There, tell me. Um, Tell me about what State Fair looks like for you guys. Do you love the Iowa State Fair as much as I do? Yes, I love the Iowa State Fair. And you show in the open show because you are not old enough I'm yet. I'm not old enough yet. No, next year you will be, though, for the junior show, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then it shows at the same time it's the heifers and the Angus do. <gasps> it's kind of tricky. Yeah. So, you got, so you'll go and have the four days at the State Fair. Yep. Favorite food to eat at the State Fair? Hot dogs? Corn dogs. Oh, I'm like, hot dogs? You can have a hot dog here. You, you should. Let's try some beef since you're showing cattle. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Corn dog sounds good. Yes. Do you like the foot longs or the short ones? 
Foot longs. Foot longs. Kendall, what's your favorite? Well, I love pretty much everything there. Yes. It's all so good and milkshakes at the dairy barn. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your favorite flavor? Well, it kind of depends. Cookies and uh, the cookies cookie and cream. No, the cookie so dough is my favorite every oh, single time. Yes. I can't even get another one because I'm so afraid I'm gonna miss out on that day's shake being that good. Yes. I can't even get a strawberry. No. No, I know. Did you always go to the fair growing up? Yeah, I do feel like most of my life I've kind of gone to the state There's fair. people that have never been to the state fair. It amazes me when I talk to clients at work and they're like, "Yeah, I've never been. Why would I go?" And I'm just like. I could go people watch at the Iowa State Fair every day. <laughs> I would too. I think, you know, the State Fair is one of those, if we're ag-based and you have the cattle and livestock, it's just a whole different level experience. experience. Yeah. And giant so, slide so much fun. It, oh. The giant slide is way fun. If you're yeah. ever going to go to the county fair, if you're not going to do the giant slide, you're missing out on something. Yeah, at the State Whatever. Fair, yeah. I know. And like the cinnamon roll that you get in the morning or the people oh. you run into in the barns or yeah, all of those things. That's what junior nationals is like for you, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's good. Um, let's see if you could do something else besides cattle and basketball, what would you be passionate about? Um, do you love to swim? Do you like to read? Are you good at school? I don't know. You don't know. What do you think? What do you else do you like? I do you like to watch movies? Do you like swimming to... or watch The Grinch? The Grinch? <laughs> I have zero TV interest. Like, I've always been an outside person. And so for me, it's like I was talking with your mom about her beautiful flowers out front. <laughs> I love to see the flowers and trees and stuff. So it's kind of cool. What about you, Kate? What would be something else that you'd be passionate about? Well, like you said, I do love my planting and my gardening and that sort of thing. So I would say when I'm not doing sports with the kids or working in the barn that's what i find myself or, gravitating or working towards. full time or <laughs> getting ready for junior nationals you have a time few of those things yes i walked in and i was like oh i said to kate i'm like we gotta stop and look at your flowers i go you have dichondra i mean it's like this is for those i'm like i manage a greenhouse on this um full time and so i'm like oh, that's very high end so it was very exciting yeah who would you say is your biggest influence in the industry you guys think about it too, because I'm going to ask you after ask her. Okay. Who's your biggest influence? Who, who do you look up to the most? Who do you take tips from the most? Do you want to go first, Kennedy? You go first. Um. Who I look up to the most to is Lauren. Lauren who? Phillips. Oh. All right. She good. She helps helps you with the cattle. She's really? just a really good showman. Cool, that's good. How about you, Kendall? Well, I mean... Besides your mom and dad. We're, we're going to put that, because mom and dad are there every day. Okay. Yeah. Well, kind of just, like, whoever, like, can, like, give me tips, like, I'll take a lot of tips and... Give her one person who... It's really helped you a lot. Know. It's hard to know, isn't it? Is yeah. your grandpa? Is your grandma? Is it... Um, Brooklyn Curtin, probably. She gives me a lot of tips and... She's good, isn't she? Yeah. She's been a really big supporter for you, and yeah. you've been able to grow up watching her show. And Emmy! Yeah. She just lives just on the other side of the highway. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. very far. I uh, know. What about you? I think probably the one person, I mean, other than Joe, because yeah. he's taught me everything that I know, um, Sarah Curran. Oh, wow. She's been <laughs> a really good friend of ours, um, good fellow show mom. She's just always willing to help lend a helping hand and I think when we first started becoming friends we were showing many Herefords with our kids together I remember like we both had our daughters in the final drive at Minnie Hereford Junior Nationals and she was standing ringside telling Kendall we were we won Junior Nationals that year and so we were in the hunt pretty good and she was on the other side of the show ring and she was helping coach her showing um just reaching out like yeah, you said yeah and so I just feel like surrounding yourself with good people like that, it's just really, she's just made a big impact. That's awesome. That's, I love the mentorship aspect to the, you know, the partnering, the finding that friend group to help you become excellent. Yeah. Excellence. I mean, these names that you guys give, they're excellent people. They're excellent at what they do. Yeah. I remember um, talking with Brooklyn when we did her podcast and she talked about each day... I mean, I mean, she thinks she's in the barn seven hours 
a day, you know. She probably and is. She probably is because they have so many heifers, you know, yeah. in there and her and Tanner. And people see you at a show, right? And they and they see you at this elite level or they see you win and they either, A, they can be supportive or they can be jealous. And I thought that that conversation really brought about, for me, the work ethic that we all have to put into it to rise up. Yeah. Yeah. And to hear these names and like to see that that influences your girls and influences you, that's awesome. I just think it's cool. It's some really pretty amazing industry. Yeah, that part is, it's really neat. All right, well, we have talked for almost 45 minutes already. What, you say? That is like a whole heifer rinse and blowout job in the barn. Like, yeah. So we have to wrap it up because our guests, bless their little hearts, they, they have to go to work eventually when they listen to this and then they have to get out of the car. So we always end up wrapping up this with quick fire questions. These are just quick answers. No, nothing too fancy, okay? So the first one is, what kind of shoes do you wear to the barn when you go to do chores? Kate? Tennis shoes. Kendall? On clouds. On clouds? Kennedy? On clouds. Favorite uh, music that's played in the barn? What's played in the barn? Country music. Old? New? Everything. Do you get to choose? Yeah. What country, do you, cho- you choose? Country what? music or rap. Or rap? Like, Nelly. Like? Nelly? Um, I like new country music. New country. Who's in tr- control of the radio music when you're in the truck all together? Dad. Mom. Dad, but it should be me. I have the best It music. should be me. I Do like you each have your own playlist? No. Yes. No? I need to make one. You need Morgan to make one? Wallen. You're all like Morgan Wallen? He's coming to Moline. Do you have tickets? <laughs> we are. We need to get tickets. <laughs> On clouds, huh? All right. What about, uh, let's see, best, best stock show memory in the show ring? Kendall. Ooh, my first Junior Nationals. What, Mini Herfs or Angus? Angus. Why? It was just a great experience. Okay. Once with me and my friend, we both made it to the final drive, and she got first and I got second. Awesome. Okay. It's harder for her because she didn't go out showing. You love it all. Have you ever shown in the ring? Yes, I showed for two years. Good for you. As a junior? Yes. Oh, nice. Junior. And did you like it? Love it? I loved it. We won Eastern Regionals um, the first year that I showed. Well, so. way to start at the top. Yeah, you know, like, it was we're a pretty gonna, good experience. I showed my very first lamb, and this will be a good story for you guys. My very first lamb, my very first year, I was 20, there was 22 in the class, and I got 22nd out of 22nd. I got last out of 22 with my commercial offer. And I didn't get a blue ribbon, I didn't get a red ribbon, I got a white ribbon. But what? my senior year, with my lambs, I won grand champion market lamb with the home race lamb, and champion pin, we had a pen of threes in pairs. So for those of you who don't do like your mom and start at the top, <laughs> you can do that. I already asked your favorite food, favorite snack at a show. Depends what show you're at. All right, so we're at... Um, from the snack box. From the snack box. That's um, one thing you're always going to go to. In the morning, definitely muffins or Pop-Tarts. Ooh, what kind of Pop-Tart? Cookies and cream. Ooh, that's, yeah. Favorite snack at a snack box? Chips. Chips. Pretzels. Pretzels. Thanks for listening, you guys. That was an awesome episode of Ladies in the Lead, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to it. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my audio producer. I'm your host, Joan Garner. I want to encourage you to check out Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Ladies in the Lead, and you're going to want to like and follow along. Of course, you can always check out shestockshows.com to see uh, any updates or if you need to contact me, or you can use my Facebook, Joan Garner. We'd love to have feedback and we'd love to hear from you all. You guys have a great week. We'll see you out on the road.